This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, co-hosting with me today, Squeak Larkins. And joining us now on the phone, we have top trainer Brad H. Cox from Brad H. Cox Stables. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How you doing? Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Uh, it was a real pleasure meeting you in Kentucky. Thank you for being so welcoming. It's uh, it's really nice when you're media and you can come by the barn and get a photo and have a chat. It was a really nice experience. Thank you so much. Um, well, you're very welcome. You've really done an outstanding job uh, with Monomoy Girl. Wow. I mean, uh, just incredible. I've just followed her and I've just been so impressed with what you've done and where you've taken her. Um, tell us about your kind of first impression of her when you got her in the barn. Well, when we first got her out of California, Paul Sharp, uh, did a great job breaking her. Uh, she was very green, just didn't look at a lot of things, and uh, she wasn't just, she wasn't overly precocious or anything at all. She was just a green horse that, you know, was trying to figure things, you know, learn, see things, figure things out. And, um, but uh, you know, she was a good size filly. She was a little hip high, maybe when we got her. She, had some growing to do, but she, uh, you know, she's obviously uh, blossomed into a very nice uh, filly. Yes, just amazing, just incredible. When did you know that you really had something special? Um, well, you know, when she when she won the rags to riches here as a at Churchill as a two year old, um, you know, she she, um, she runs some impressive figures. She runs some impressive fractions and kept going on the dirt. It was actually a start on the dirt. Um, and then that's when we, you know, she made us take notice and thought, you know, this, this could be a filly that, that, you know, if managed properly, we could knock out a grade one. And at the time, you know, that, that race was around one turn and we kind of thought, you know, maybe we'll look at the acorn and obviously point to the oaks, but, you know, mile and eight could be a question mark with her, but she's obviously answered that question for us twice. But, uh, yeah, really the rags to riches is when we thought this is a good filly. Yeah, she really, uh, really incredible field of horses in the Kentucky Oaks. I mean, really a, a great field this year, a lot of really good competition. And she just uh, dug in and, uh, you know, fended off uh, Wonder Godot, who's, of course, a great horse. And uh, just uh, what a race. I mean, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. I was I was excited yeah. for you and for the uh, Paul Sharp stables here in Ocala as well. <laughs> really. Yeah, another Something else. Oaks. Was a, yeah, the Oaks was a tremendous, a tremendous um, effort. Um, she really dug in and had to dig in to fight off the Marcassie Philly Wonder Godot. And obviously, she's come back, kept good form since the Oaks, and a very solid group of fillies. The real Philly division in America is extremely uh, talented group this year. She is top top Philly, and uh, being right up there under Justify. Uh, just even in his retirement of course he's still shining and to have her up there on the top of the ntra list right now is just oof, it's amazing uh, let's talk about you just for a minute brad you um you've uh, been assistant trainer to dallas stewart and uh, worked with some other trainers and you're just uh, your career is just uh, really at an incredible peak right now you you were a leading trainer at the fairgrounds with 54 winners you've just really uh, your career has just taken off What's influenced you a lot? Are there any mentors or major trainers that you think have really influenced you? Obviously, the guys I work for, you know, um, you know, I feel like that those are the, the guys that uh, give you know give us a good 
you know, base to work from and give us an idea of what we need to do in the mornings to execute in the afternoons as far as, you know, training horses and preparing them for races. But, uh, you know, I look up to all the, the, big, the big outfits in the country and, and the, the guys with, uh, you know, the big stables. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, you, you got to have horsepower, and it is, it is a numbers game. You know, if someone yeah. sends you 20 horses, not all 20 of them are going to run. you got to be able to, um, you know, identify talent and execute when you have it. Um, but, um, you know, that, that's really the main, the main thing, the main goal. And um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a, um, you know, you get out what you put in, really. At this business, yeah. and you know it's very demanding. A lot of hours. It is. Um, not many days off. And <laughs> it's you, true. You got to stay with it, and uh, and, uh, and you know, like I said, I mean, um, you know, you may have a client send you five horses, and the, the, you know, I hate to say, it, but the cheapest one, as far as purchase price, could be the one that that, that shines for them. So That's you know, true. You, you know, a good horse can come from anywhere. Uh, I, I've said it time, you know, I've told several people. I went to see Monomoy Girl and a group of two-year-olds that. No, Cal, and I'll be the first to admit that out of seven two-year-olds I looked at, I think I ranked her number five. Um, <laughs> you know, and that was March of her two-year-old year. She was just a little bit of an awkward stage. I think everyone that's been around her will tell you early on she was a little bit of a, you know, just a filly that was, you know, a little behind uh, just with how she was um, put together. And obviously she's grown into herself and uh, become what she's become. Yeah, she's really brilliant. How about between these these really tough races? How does she do with, you know, maintaining her weight and uh, all of that? You know, does she does she rest well between races when she comes out of them? Does she still eat up all her supper and uh, all of that? Yeah, she you know she's she's pretty straightforward. I mean, um, as far as the um, coaching club, she um, you know she she's tired after races. She runs hard. Uh, but, you know, after a few days, it's like, okay, let's go back. She's ready to go back to the racetrack. And, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and she, she uh, enjoys training and, you know, puts a lot into her training. She's a wonderful uh, workhorse. I mean, I think that's how we definitely have a line and have confidence with her is, uh, you know, from week to week as far as her breezes, what she, what she shows us. And uh, she, she, she definitely, you know, uh, gives us what she's got. And uh, is, she's very manageable, though, as well. I mean, she... She'll she'll go out there. She'll work forty nine or fifty if that's what we're looking for. But if we're looking for a good one, she'll give us a forty seven, a minute, one thirteen, one fourteen, whatever we're looking for that week. She, she shows up and gives it yeah. to us. And and I know Florence Giroux mentioned that she's getting better with every race, and it's kind of hard to believe with a super filly like that. But I think she's you know even maturing and and improving even over what she's already mm-hmm. accomplished, which is really amazing. Really yeah, incredible. No, she's yeah, she's silly that, you know, um, obviously her one defeat, I think um, if she runs a straight course, that if she, if she runs down the lane straight that day, I don't know, I think we're talking about having an undefeated, undefeated filly right now. If you go back and watch her replay, she's kind of in and out, not responding to the whip as well. Now Florent kind of flagged on her and kind of tapped her a little bit the other day in the coaching club, and she kept a straight path. So she, you know, does definitely seem to be improving mentally. Uh, physically, she seems to get bigger and stronger all the time. Um, um so, you know, hopefully um, we can continue to do that. And we'll have to do that in order to, you know, be effective in the distaff. But ultimately, that's a goal. We're looking right now at the cotillion is plan A. Um, and then on hopefully to the Breeders' Cup. And, you know, running against older horses for the first time will be an easy task. You'll have to you know, definitely bring her best race in order to, to be, so be the- effective at it with horses of that caliber. Right. Absolutely. So the cotillion is most likely your your next plan 
for her uh, and then on to the distaff and the breeders cup after that uh what do, what yeah, do you think a, what do you sorry, think about yeah. the older competition well it's always a step up i mean you know obviously right. you know there's some um you know obviously unique bella late uh, those are some of the uh top silly mares in the country and um you know the uh, able tasman uh, mm-hmm. those are obviously um quality mares that have accomplished a, a lot and they're there it would be very tough um but like i said i mean we have um you know three months or well we actually have um you know well i guess we're inside of yes <laughs> we're the on the countdown Cup, and, you know, we'll, yeah we will uh you know we'll need to be at our best in order to uh compete with those and you know it's, it's a very deep division there as well you're a really division deep and the philly mayor older philly mayor division deep as well incredible really really exciting and i have a feeling that uh this horse is going to get a few votes for horse of the year uh this year and i'll be very very excited for you as uh as this progresses on we're watching her very very closely uh last question for you brad uh top of your bucket list other than Winning the Breeders' Cup to start <laughs> with Monvoy uh, Girl. Oh, well, without, without a doubt, I mean, the Derby's the race that, you know, we're after. I think anybody that's ever held a trainer's license, a thoroughbred trainer's license, dreams of winning the Derby. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's definitely our, our goal. Uh, but, and, uh, and I always said, you know, if we're fortunate to win it once, Absolutely. I'd be looking for number two. <laughs> well, you're certainly going in the right hurt. direction, and uh, and just a real pleasure to meet you. And uh, again, thank you for taking the time to talk to me at uh, at Churchill Downs. That was really special and uh, lovely to get some photos of uh, really super Philly. Uh, you've done such a great job. Congratulations, and uh, keep up the great work. You're doing a fantastic job with her. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Yes, thanks, Brad, for taking thank time you. to talk to us. Thank you. Great guy. Not everybody yeah. is delighted to see the media when they're yeah. working, you know. Yeah. And I, I just walked up and he was standing there. I said, are you Brad Cox? And he said, sure I am. And I said, is Monomoy girl? And he said, come on. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, just yeah. the nicest guy. Yeah. But he's just really, I mean, I didn't want to say this while he was on the air because I don't know if this is his goal. But he, to me, he's like the next Bob Baffert, uh-huh. you know, yeah. without the white hair. Yeah. <laughs> without, the white, without the white hair but I mean he really is like up and coming like really right. you know go get her and his horses are all doing really well not just Monomoy Girl but I mean what he's right. done with this horse is just amazing right. I mean he's just absolutely everything the whole step of the way yeah. has been done just right the races right. everything has had so much thought in it she's undefeated she's just mm-hmm. she's amazing yeah. She's also a little bit nippy. But. <laughs> Hi, guys, this is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and let me know what you thought. Now, please go out there and share the podcast. 